Are you waiting for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy life? Stop waiting. Start living. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes with Scott and Becky McIntosh, where you will hear inspiring stories from imperfect people living life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love, despite challenging circumstances to bring hope to your heart and a smile to your face in only 22 minutes. Now, let's welcome the host of the show, Scott and Becky McIntosh. Hello, hello. Welcome. I'm so excited for you to meet our special guest. We have fabulous people come on our show, and today it's Shemaine Nugent. How in the world did you get Shemaine to come on our show? Oh, I have been following her legendary rock star husband, Ted Nugent, for many years. Uh, just love his passion for life. And by following her, I have him, excuse me, I have found that she has equal the same passion. And it's just to be kind and lift and motivate and inspire. And we're Skyping with her today. Are you there, Shemaine? Uh, we're in the car. Hey, buddy. You're, on, you're in the hot rod today, huh? I'm telling you, it's opening day of pheasant season. We got rained out, and the Labradors are filing for divorce. As we <laughs> spontaneity makes best radio. It yeah, does. okay. Let's talk, let's just go right into it then. Okay. We just weren't sure we were going to have you, so that's awesome, Ted. And let's just get started then. So but I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Scott. He's getting ready to get out of the car, so that's why I wanted to. Record no, I'm good. It. I can oh. give you a couple minutes. Let's okay. go. For okay, it. okay, cool. Right Thing that I want to make sure that people understand is that. That Ted Nugent has has grown a reputation for being the Motor City Madman, and he's got albums with him in a loincloth and crazy eyes. But <laughs> this guy, this guy who we all love, has become a different person that than than what he portrays there. Because Ted, I've got to mention to you that that segment that you did on McMillan Outfitters when you sat there and you talked about uh, Fred Bear and your father. And tears came to your eyes. You, the, the, the Motor City Madman broke down and cried because of the people who mentored you and let you have this sacred spiritual experience of being in the outdoors. You appreciated. And I appreciate the fact that you let that be published and out to where people could see that side of you. Well, we call it the spirit of the wild because there is an inescapable spirituality to hands-on participation in God's magical, miraculous creation. And when we accept the gifts of his renewable protein, the food, the clothing, the shelter, the medicine, the tools, and the spirit of the hunting lifestyle, when we put our heart and soul into being the best that we can be, that's the heritage that you're talking about. And that makes me feel really, really good. And I'm sure my dad and Fred Bear are having a nice campfire with God <laughs> right now going, the old goofy guitar player did okay. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and I'm so honored that I share that same passion with you. So thank you very much, Ted, for your insight on that. While I go into a sporting goods store and fondle hardware, you guys there have you, a good time go. with Shemaine. But thank you so much, Ted, thank for joining you, Ted. us. What a great opportunity. Shemaine, we're going to talk to you for a little bit now because you do this wonderful TV show with Ted, uh, Spirit of the Wild, and you are one of the producers and you are his queen of the forest. We understand all that, but you do another work that is all your own doing. You wrote a book by yourself in three days. Tell us about this book. Well, the book was inspired by our home that was once featured on MTV Cribs that we found out had toxic mold between the walls. We never saw anything, but we just kept getting sicker and sicker. 
And eventually, both Ted and I had, we found out, had four different types of mold in our bloodstream. And I also had pre-emphysema, and I don't smoke. And our son, Rocco, had severe asthma. So it took us a long time to recover and to get our health back. And I, I really wanted to talk about that. I wanted to, you know, share my story in hopes of helping other people every day. Every single day, I've run into people. We were just at Best Buy, and the guy asked about, oh, yeah, I saw the MTV Cribs with your house, and we had to tell him it's no longer standing. And he said, we told him about the toxic mold between the walls, and he said, yeah, that happened to my aunt. And she got real sick, too. Every day, we talk to people who have been affected by toxic mold in their homes or their offices and have gotten real sick. And the problem is it shows up as allergies and headaches and flu-like symptoms and even things like MS and arthritis and other debilitating diseases. And so a lot of doctors haven't really embraced the concept of, you know, toxic mold contamination in, in the home, the workplace, and then how it affects your body. So I wanted to tell my story and, you know, uh, Scott and Becky, I I wanted to write about it. I wanted to write a book called Fifty is the New Thirty. But <laughs> then I turned I turned forty nine and I hadn't written a word. I turned fifty, hadn't written a word, fifty one, fifty two hadn't written anything. And so one night I just said my prayers and asked God for guidance because I really want to help people. Because if it affected us in a way that caused us so much illness, not only not only the illness, but the little things like losing absolutely everything in your home, including Ted's guitar memorabilia and our son's baby pictures. We lost, we walked away from everything we, with just the clothes on our backs, and then we got rid of those because one mold spore is one one hundredth the size of human hair and its natural defense mechanism is to propagate a million times. So we couldn't take a chance on anything. And so that night I, I said my prayers and asked God for guidance and I wanted to share this story with others in hopes of helping people. And it just wasn't coming out of me. It wasn't flowing like I thought it would have. And the next morning I woke up and I, all I can say is I had this message that I should write a book, but it wasn't 50 is the new 30. The title was four minutes a day, rock and roll your way to happy. And then I thought, wow, this is great because it's not just about a certain age group of people. I could talk about little things that can change your life in just four minutes a day. Like we all have those junk drawers we want to clean out. Maybe we want to go on a trip. Maybe we want to change careers. Maybe we want to get in shape or eat healthier. And this book is a way to show you how to do that in just a few minutes a day. And then I thought, wow, this is great. I'm having a conversation with God. <laughs> but then <laughs> yeah. I got a message that I should write the book in three days. So now I'm arguing with God. <laughs> you can't, who can do anything in three days? That's impossible. And I realized that day was Good Friday and something spectacular happened in three days. So that was the inspiration that I needed to lock myself in the office and let the book flow out of me. Like it just, I never stopped writing, typing. It just, it came out of me. 
and it's it's a book that appeared in my Christmas stocking from Santa Claus. And inside it said, Becky, wishing you an abundance of peace, healthy and happiness in the new year and always, Shemaine. And Aww. I love it. It's a book of inspiration and hope. And I love how the end of each chapter you end with a question to allow people to take action, to put into practice what you have just taught in that chapter. Yeah, I wrote the book that I wanted to read. I've got probably every self-help book there is available, and I never had it all in one, in one space. I had diet books or exercise books or spiritual books or motivational books, but I never had something that contained every one of those opportunities. And, you know, it's great if you read about it, but let's put pen to paper and let's see how we can actually take the actionable steps to create change, positive change in your life. Yeah, one of my favorite chapters is that chapter 26, and it's simply do your best. And you say, no matter what your job is or how menial you think it is, it's obviously important to someone. So show up with a good mind and spirit. If you have a job, consider yourself fortunate. Don't cut corners. Instead, spend some time going beyond your job description. Yeah, it was funny because yesterday I flew in uh, to the airport and I happened to be traveling by myself. And I was giving a speech in Dallas and I had a box of a few books left over. And then I had, of course, my, my suitcase. And I thought, wow, you know, how can I manage the, my suitcase and the box by myself and I thought I could you know I'm strong and I could do it myself but then when I was waiting for my luggage a guy came up and he had a cart and he said you know can I help you and I went sure you know he appeared at the opportune time even though I probably could have managed it myself and you know what this man continued to help other people while he was helping me when we were waiting for my luggage, people would just look at the monitor to find out which carousel their bags were at. And he'd, he'd go up to him and say, where are you coming from? Let me help you find your bags. And everywhere we went, he'd smile and he'd shake people's hands. And that's going the extra mile. And then when we finally got to, I was telling Ted, I had to go up the escalator, go across the street, and then go down the escalator, and then go to the shuttle bus, and then get on the shuttle bus, and, you know, it was quite an ordeal. So while we were waiting for my shuttle bus, it wasn't there, and this gentleman said, well, just give me a second, and he went to another shuttle bus that was going somewhere else. He came back a minute later, and he goes, they're going to take you where you need to go. Now, this guy went out of his way yeah. to make... Yeah. Everybody happy? I got to tell you, I gave him a very healthy tip. <laughs> because not many people will go out of their way to be so helpful and kind with and generous with their time to other people like he did. Yeah. And if you wouldn't have given him a tip, he would have gone home with that great feeling. God gives us great feelings when we help people. And yeah. and he could have taken that home and been probably just as happy. Well, it was funny because I gave him a 20 and I, I rolled it up in my hand and I I folded it, and then I just slipped it into his hand, and I got on the shuttle bus, and I kind of wanted to see his response, you know. So he put his hand, he put put his hand in the pocket, and with the money, and then the shuttle bus was taken off, and I kind of looked through the window, and he and he pulled the money back out, and he looked at it, and he had the 
biggest smile and he looked at me through the window as my bus is leaving me. He was, thank you, ma'am. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so that's made my day too. That's awesome. Okay, well let's move on to the next part you, you of your life is you are a fitness instructor for I think like 35 years and you've already yeah. kind of alluded I, I'm 55. I know I'm very close to your age and and I don't want to give up your age but you already said earlier you didn't write a book at 50 and then you didn't write one at 51. So I, I think people know that you're somewhere in that neighborhood. So basically, I do something extravagant and, and effort, you know, with a lot of effort, and I can't move for days. Uh, it, it's, it's just a different time of life where it takes longer to recover. How do you do this? Well, I got to tell you, Scott, I, it's taken me 54 years. I'm 54 years old. I have been a group fitness instructor for more than 35 years. I've traveled all over the world sharing my passion for healthy living with others, teaching Zumba fitness instructors and curves participants and instructors and employees and all over all over the world in Australia, Paris, London and almost every state. And I recently came across something, some products that have seriously changed my life. I used to be like that where I would give 150% to my classes. And you know when you get in your 50s it's kind of hard to recover after all that. And most of my participants in my classes are half my age. So I've got to be up on stage and look like I'm just as young and spunky as they are. But I started using, and Ted has started using, Isogenics products. And I'll give you guys the website info so that your um, listeners can, can go check it out for themselves. But this is all-natural, plant-based superfoods that have given me more energy, more vitality, and more better health, and I sleep better than I ever have in my entire life. So honestly, uh, that's one of the things that has helped me immensely. I'm very critical when I when I come to when it comes to looking at nutrition. I mean, I was juicing every day, and it didn't make a difference like these superfood products do now. And I know that health uh, and nutrition has been important your whole life. I, I know that's what attracted you to Ted in the first place. You've mentioned many times that the fact that he didn't smoke or drink and he was the only guy that you knew that didn't uh, right. or do drugs or anything like that. And Yeah, it's funny that I had to go to the rock and roll industry to find somebody who didn't drink or smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Shemaine, in another one of your chapters, I'd love this one, in chapter 12, be the rock star of your life. You share an exercise to become more confident, poised, and powerful to truly become the rock star in your own life. Can you share about that? Sure. Well, it's easy for everyone, and myself included, to get depressed, get down. In fact, one of the chapters I write, and my son Rocco helps me write, in the book uh, is about sadness and we all experience bouts of that from time to time and it can really take a toll on our confidence and I just thought about how great would it be if each one of us approached everything we do every day in our jobs as we're the rock star if you have a business meeting and you're a little worried about um, making a presentation what if just for that one meeting you held your head high, stood up tall, pulled in your stomach, and gave that presentation like you were Steven Tyler or Ted Nugent, and you owned the stage. I mean, think about how that can relate to every area in your life. 
And I, I appreciate that you just said that, and I don't, I don't want to cut you off. You, you're, I love your confidence, but you're never arrogant. I've never seen you ever have one episode of arrogance ever. And and the reality is, is you get to fly on Learjets and go to really high, cool parties with really big-name people. The thing I like about you is is you've been blessed with some uh, beautiful looks, and people tell you that. They say, oh, Shemaine, you look great today. And never once have I ever heard you say, oh, this old outfit or, oh, there's, my hair wouldn't go the way I wanted it to. You always just say, thank you and move on. And it's a sincere thank you. It's never an arrogant thank you. It's a thank you and you just move on. I think there's so much that we could learn from that to, to read between the lines. And I, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but that's something that I've read between the lines when I've heard you speak. Well, Scott, thank you. <laughs> perfect answer it's funny because i remember one time i went to a business meeting and the secretary the receptionist had these beautiful flowers they were lilies and beautiful flowers on her desk and i leaned in and i smelled them and it was great and i went into my meeting had the meeting and i came out of the meeting and went into the bathroom and I don't know what they're called, but the, the lilies had that red, very potent staining part of the lily that wasn't taken out. And when I sniffed it, it made a red stain just above my lip and kind of looked like a cold sore. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, I just went into this meeting and I was happy and buoyant and the guy, nobody ever said anything to me. So I, you know, I struggle with self-confidence a lot of times too. So I, I feel like you know, I do, I am blessed to have the opportunity to fly in private jets from time to time. I do fly commercial, but you know, there's humbling things that happen in our lives, like lo losing our home. Now, Ted and I are living in a 750 square foot log cabin. So it's, that's very humbling, you know, no dishwasher and it kind of brings you back to reality. And also the hunting lifestyle does that as well. When you have to hunt for your dinner, and when you are finally, and we hunt with a bow and arrow mostly, and it's difficult. So we don't waste food. We take nothing for granted, and it makes us appreciate things more. That's great. I just want to tell the audience, probably they, they're already following you because you do Facebook Live, and I know you have over 70,000 people daily that follow you on Facebook Live. And every day I did my very first live episode a few days ago, and and it was scary to be vulnerable and live and not be able to edit. There are a lot of times where, um, you know, you make mistakes and you keep on going. And I think that's what I've learned from doing things like Periscope and Facebook Live and even our TV show. That, you know, we all make mistakes in life. And, and I think showing some of the vulnerabilities like having a bad hair day or whatever it is, um, it makes you more... Uh, I think you can make more connections with more people to show that side that, you know what, life isn't always perfect for anybody. Absolutely. And don't wait for life to be perfect to start enjoying life. And, and just a little bit of a, another hint for our listeners. I think you surround yourself with happiness. I mean, your book is, is four minutes to, uh, well, excuse me, it's rock and roll. You're waiting. No, what is it? Where is the Rock and roll your way. Rock and roll your four minutes a day. Rock and roll your way to happy. The happy is the word I was wanting to focus on. You have a dog named Happy. I just think that's awesome. When you surround yourself with that word, you can't help but have it rub off on you. Yeah, it's true. And again, you know, the chapter that I wrote with my son Rocco is it was funny because he posted a photo of him 
on Instagram when he was crying. And I immediately called him. He lives out in Los Angeles. And I said, are you okay? Do I need to get on a plane and come out there? What's going on? And he said, no, mom, you know, sadness is a part of, it's a natural emotion. And usually only on social media do people let their, you know, happiness flow. Nobody really posts anything about when they are sad. And so I let Rocco co-write most of that chapter. And it's true that I do surround myself with happy things and happy people. But I think part of the reason is because I know what it's like to lose my health. I know what it's like to have tragic scenarios happen to me and around me. And I'd much rather be happy and healthy. Isn't that so cool? Becky's been to India on humanitarian trips, and she would come back, and that's the thing she would continue to say is, these people have nothing, and they're so happy. And that's, that's cool to see you go through such a tragic and tough time in your life. You got your health back. You didn't get your house back. You didn't get the guitar memorabilia. You've lost the pictures of your son, of his baby pictures, but yet your health is back, and you, and you took that as a great blessing, and you're happy. And that's why I wrote the book, is that I wanted to turn my mess into a message. I wanted to show people how, yeah, you know, things happen to, to all of us that can bring us to our knees. But our, there's such a great opportunity in there somewhere for each of us to turn those messy things that happen in our life into a message that can help someone else. And with that, Shemaine, we're approaching our 22 minutes and thank you so much for being on our show. And those of you who are listening, if you'd like to learn more about Shemaine and how to connect with her on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that will be in our show notes. So check that out. Thank you, Shemaine. Thank you for being here with us today. You're awesome. We love what you and Ted are doing. You're very giving, wonderful people. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Life in 22 Minutes. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends about us and please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Your review will help us to broaden our audience. Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love.